Hello, and welcome to episode 150 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with Ben Lacey, creator of Shark of War. Shark of War issues one and two, a parade of piranhas, is on Kickstarter now until September 24th, 2020. Ben, thanks so much for joining us and coming back on the podcast. You were on a while ago uh, to talk about... Uh, when you had just issue one, but now you're back with, with issue two. So give us a little bit about yourself and then we'll talk about this uh, comic. Oh, thanks, Matt. Yeah, I'm, I'm an engineer in my day job and I've always loved comics and I, I started learning how to do digital artwork and decided I was going to take that and make my own comic book and I wanted to do something unique. Um, and I, I'd seen, uh, you know, shark movies were pretty popular. So I figured oh, I'll do a comic book about a shark. And this time it'll be, I'll switch it around and the shark will be the, the main character and the hero. So that's kind of how we've gotten to, to issue two of this book. Very nice. And uh, one thing I do remember from the, the first interview when we talked about issue one was uh, this, you know, this comic should be crazy and extreme and a lot of fun. But this was also based a little bit in some scientific fact, right? Yeah, um, basically, you know, I work in the power industry, so one of the things I wanted to have happen was that the, the foes the shark eats would be converted into fuel to power his jet engines. And there's actually a backup feature in the, the issue one where I kind of explain how, how that happens and how, how the, the science of that process actually would work. Um, you know, obviously there's, you know, a few liberties in, in pushing the limits there, but, but the, the, the idea you can convert, the shark can convert your, your, your body mass into oil in his body and the oil can be converted into, into a jet fuel is, is very much doable, you know, with, with enough work scientifically to process it. Yeah, that, that was one of the uh, the cooler aspects of the, the, the our first interview that, uh, you know, you sort of look at this, you know, creature with all of this, you know, tech strapped to it. But then when we broke that down, that that was actually possible. That was that was a really cool part of the, the interview from the first time. Yeah, this time I'm hoping to do a follow up feature where I explain things like how he, he still floats, even though he's got all this, this metal strapped to him. Um, you know, how is he's able to, to fire guns when he's got, you know, when he can't carry huge loads of, of bullets with him, um, some other things like that. I'm also going to talk about the difference between saltwater and freshwater fish because everybody, every time I mention the villain this time is a, is a swarm of piranha, everybody's like, aren't those freshwater fish? And I'm <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> but there's an explanation. <laughs> Very cool. So um, when you were doing issue one for this, um, th that was sort of your first foray into to doing the art and, and I believe writing the, the comic story itself. I, I'm not sure if, when we, if I remember correctly, you may have dabbled in some other sort of, of writing before, but um, did you have any of your notes for, for issue two planned when you were when you were doing issue one or is this sort of like you worked on issue one, let that sort of sit for a bit and then sort of um, devise the plan for two? Oh, I, I, I've written the script for the first five issues. So I have a, a complete script for, for, for issues, issue two written before I even, you know, got more than a few pages into the artwork of issue one. Um, so I, 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 I have 
the issue already um, as a script and then when I'm actually drawing it and figuring out more of the how the panels look I'll, I'll make changes and rewrite things but the actual script you know the main beats of the script were have been finished in fact like I said the, the first five issues of the script you know and the overall plot have been finished very nice and so with having the, the plot to five finished are you um, are you trying to uh, you know sort of do the thing where uh, each issue sort of builds along the, the the longer narrative but you know if I was to pick up two without reading one um, would I sort of get like a, a, a story that was sort of concise with a bit beginning middle and end and all five sort of work together um all five definitely work together and there there's a there's a cliffhanger in issue one that, that picks up in issue two though though if you back my book you get issue one thrown in for free digitally um so so there's no there's no problem catching up but basically uh, each of the, the the five stories five issues they'll have some independent story but i think every one of them ends on a bit of a cliffhanger this second issue certainly ends on a cliffhanger um as his battle with the piranha does not go particularly great for him um so that that'll then pick up in issue three i i'm really a fan of the old style comic books where you know every issue would kind of you know would tell a story you get your your action and your your adventure but you'd also have a, a, a you know something that would excite you in a, in a cliffhanger to go into the next issue. Yeah, um, so I've had a few writers on and we've always joked that, uh, you know, if, if the FBI or, or somebody else is sort of searching or, or tracking our, our Google search history, um, we <laughs> might have to explain it to them that, that we're a writer. Do you, do you think maybe you need to do that with like, maybe like the Fish and Wildlife Service? Are you, uh, are you Googling lots of, uh, you know, shark facts and piranha facts uh, online? Yeah, I think I, I look a lot at, uh, you know, I, I'm following up on, on making sure I understand how the sharks, you know, really work, their body works, their, what they can actually do, can and can't do. Um, for instance, I've been you know, learning some about their, you know, their extra senses that they allow them to detect movement and sense things that, you know, a human can because they can detect, you know, um, electrical fluctuations around them. Um, and they have, you know, advanced sense of smell um, that allows them to detect blood, drops of blood, you know, from, you know, a great distance. Um, so things like that I'm searching for a lot. And then, you know, I, like I said, I, I was searching for things on, you know, technology on uh, fuel refining, which, you know, some has some military application. So if, uh, if, if that were a concern, I'd just point out that, well, that's part of the job in my real <laughs> life too. So. <laughs> nice. And so another thing I remember from the, the, the first interview we did for the the Kickstarter that was issue one only was um, you sort of taught yourself this this digital art style. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, with any sort of artist, you sort of see a progression in your skills and ability. You know, the more time mm -hmm. you spend at it, um, teaching yourself that digital art on one is is that the the, the case for you in issue two? Do you uh, maybe? with it being more digital, you sort of um, 
you see some improvements, but you also see some ways to sort of, uh, you know, use the technology to, to your benefit, uh, you know, sort of uh, maybe duplicate some, some images or, or, you know, put some backgrounds in. Um, have, you, have you noticed anything like that? Yeah, I've, I've, what I've tried to do a lot more of is, is, is to work to make the images more natural. Like I said, I use a, I use a 3D modeling software to start with, um, and then I pull that into a digital painting program. And for issue one, I, I, I leaned heavily just on the 3D modeling. For issue two, I've tried to do more and more. Um, I do some flatting and recoloring to try and give it more of a, a comic book look and feel and to make the, the art stand out more and to try and do a better use of colors. Um, so, you know, so the colors, you know, issue one had a few points where the colors were kind of murky mm -hmm. um, because of the, the way that the you know, software doesn't necessarily distinguish, gives you, doesn't give you a bright color palette scheme. It tries to give you a realistic palette um, palette color palette which doesn't necessarily work you know as well for a comic book so I've tried to work on that I've also tried to work on things like drawing water better um, believe it or not drawing water splashing around is is, is hard <laughs> at least for me uh, it you know is it, it's a lot of different colors and, and layers to it you know and, and it's you know trying to show movement you know the foam and the, the peaks and valleys of water. Um, so that, that's another area where I've been trying to improve a lot. So what are you using for the, the, the flatting and the color touch-ups? Are you in, in that same program or have you brought something else over to sort of uh, add to it? No, I use a program called Clip Studio Paint. Okay. Um, I think it, it used to, I think uh, and it used to have a name like Manga Paint, Manga Studio for, yeah. The older version um, now it's Clip Studio, um, but it's it's a, a very much a digital drawing software. Sorry, I, my dog is in the background. I think you see somebody outside. Um, it's a very much a digital drawing software that lets you uh, do a lot of art work. I'm trying to improve with it. I'm even trying to learn how to do a, you know simple little animations with it um, as well, just as promos more than anything. So uh, do you have a process where sort of early on the, uh, the, the, the drawing is done mostly in that, that 3D modeling software and then you bring in the files into the Clip Studio Paint um, for the, uh, the touch-ups and maybe, you know, getting some more expressive colors in there? Yeah, exactly. I, I go through, I try, I do like a page or two at a time. I do all the panels for a page or two in, in DAS 3D, which is the, the 3D modeling software. Render out, you know, the Im different images I want, um, both the, uh, the actual picture and extract some line art from them. And then once I've gotten a couple pages of panels done that way, I'll open up Clip Studio and I'll start importing those files. And then I'll draw and, you know, do whatever coloring and redrawing I need touch up and adding background features in clip studio save those you know panels for those one or two pages and then i'll go back and repeat the process and over the you know eventually i'll have you know a full comic book 
or maybe half a comic book and I'll send that off to my letterer to get started on. And then I'll do the other half and send that off to my letterer to get started on. Okay. So that was going to be a question I was going to ask if you were lettering it yourself, but um, is, uh, did you letter the first one uh, yourself? No, no, I've, I, I've used a letter all along. I, I kind of showed, I did uh, my first sample. I think I lettered it myself and people were like, you need a better letter. This, this lettering is not good. It violates this rule, this rule, and this rule. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I'm already spending a lot of time both writing and trying to draw. I'm, I'm not going to try and figure out how to letter. So I, so I found a letter. She does a good job. Um, you know, a lot of the, you know, the lettering on this is a little involved too, because you know the the shark, you know, has a an artificial intelligence that's been planted implanted in him as kind of a controller. Mm -hmm. So there's an inner dialogue where the shark and the art the AI are basically talking to each other, um, kind of in an odd couple relationship. You know, where the shark wants to do one thing and the AI wants him to do something else based on the programming. Um, that, that he's that the, the AI has been fed. So I want to make it clear to the reader, you know, who is you know who is speaking um, at, at, at different moments, so that the lettering has been done to make sure that it's clear. You know, when the shark is 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 talking, when the artificial intelligence is talking, and then when you know humans and and others are talking as well. So there there is some complication to the lettering to make that very clear. Um, and I think it comes across pretty well that we always figure out who, who's talking. You quickly realize that the shark is, is smarter than you thought. And it's actually, a, it's the character we're following in this book. And do you handle that with like uh, different shape balloons, different fonts, different maybe colored uh, balloons to sort of the, give us a primer like early on? And then when we see that later, we sort of, you know, reading some early you know, sort of diving in, figuring that out early as we go through, we're sort of like, okay, this is the AI, this is the shark. Yeah, the, the shark and the AI both have their own fonts and their balloon both has its own own background color. Like the AI, the, the shark's font is a, is a grayish background and the, the AI is more a yellowish background. And so you can, you can quickly see who's talking. Also the, you know, the writing makes it kind of clear. It helps too because the AI, as that kind of robotic, you know, speaking style where it's very formal and precise and the shark is more like, you know, an aggressive person, you know, more aggressive person um, in its, its style, you know, trying to, you know, I'm trying to get into the head of a smart shark. So that, that's, that's a, that, that requires some imagination, <laughs> but uh, that's, that's what I'm going for. It's, it's in the voice I, I try to write it. So having the shark um, have his sort of own voice and being communicated to by, by an AI that's implanted into him, um, a lot of times in comics, you know, they talk about uh, show, don't tell. But it seems mm -hmm. like with the shark being embedded with an AI, that's a, that's a good way to sort of uh, move the story along, allow those two to sort of communicate um, you know, as us, as the reader, we would be able to sort of be a part of that, but that's, um, that would explain why, um, you would be able to tell some of the storytelling, uh, and move the story along with that. So do you, do you find having that AI is, is, a, 
um, I don't want to say like a cheat, but sort of like an easy way to sort of um, do some some exposition or to 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 move the story along narratively. Uh, very much so, because you, you know, there's a couple points in the first issue where it's an origin story, where you know, there's a there's a page or two where there's a you know a bit of a data dump. Um, that one of the scientists gives out so we can understand how the shark works. Um, but by doing this, you, you know, I can work into the story better. The, 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 the contradict, you know, the, the contradictory um, things the shark is going through where it's being pushed on one hand to enforce American law um, and to enforce, you know, government rules. And on the other hand, it's natural desire not to really do any of that. Um, so, so that that back and forth gives you an idea of you know what the shark's character is um, as a shark and what it's being pushed to do by by the programming that's been embedded into it by the military that wants to use it as a weapon. And you know now that it's free, it's still got that programming in it, even though the military is no longer directly in control of it. Very cool, and I would think that that allows you to do do a couple of things. Um, uh, you, you sort of, sort of have that uh, that 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 narrative of do this for this reason or don't do this for this reason. You you, you get to have a sort of a, a debate between the the two sides, the AI and the and the nature of the shark. Mm -hmm. Was there any sort of uh, like movie that? you know, like, uh, I'm trying to think maybe like, if you think about like, um, uh, maybe like, I don't know if this is the best analogy, but if you think about like T2, where they, they brought the, uh, they brought the Terminator back. Um, but he was, uh, you know, he was trying to be more human and connect with, with John, but he still sort of had some of the, uh, the computer aspects or the, you know, the, cyborg well i guess it wasn't cyborg it was a, a an android um was there anything that you took that you looked at where you wanted to have somebody who was sort of conflicted and uh was dealing with uh this sort of duality yeah um i, I you know the one i bring up the most when i you know try and compare sh you know shark of wars i say jaws meets robocop and you know the, the robocop um, is, is kind of the, the one I really like to bring up. You know, a lot of people see it and go, oh, Sharknado. And I'm like, no, it's more RoboCop. Um, if you remember in the first RoboCop movie, for example, the, you know, the cop had you know, specific programming put into him. Some of them he wasn't even aware of. Mm -hmm. Like if he tried to arrest one of the board of directors, he started to shut down. Um, that, that, that had been shoved into him to, to make sure that, you know, he can't, he can't do what they, they want him, you know, what he might want to do as a, as a person um, because he's also their, their product as, a, you know, the corporation's product. And so the reason I compare this a lot with, with RoboCop, that first RoboCop, is I, you know, I try to inject some of the same dark humor that that had. Plus what I think is that, you know, the, that, that integration of, you know, man and machine, in this case, shark and machine, into a you know semi-symbiotic you know but also conflict relationship you know, where you know he's in some ways better than human but in other ways you know limited by his machines you know open being mechanical now and having the programming in him that 
that may do things to him that he doesn't want done or isn't aware of. And that's the same case here, I think. Yeah, I think I got halfway through the my comparison and I was looking for sort of a, a, a movie to compare it to. And I, then I realized halfway through my head that, oh yeah, the tagline of this is Jaws meets Robocop. So that would be, that would be <laughs> a lot of the Robocop aspect of, of the story. Uh, I think so we, that, that some of, we'll see some of the play with Terminate, you know, there's a little bit of Terminator T2, I think, in, as we go along later issues where the, there's a young boy that the shark, that becomes the shark's kind of only friend um, in a way. Um, he was introduced in issue one and we see him again in issue two where, where the shark and, and him actually develop this kind of odd relationship um, that, you know, a shark wouldn't normally have with a human, but mm -hmm. because he's smarter um, than, a, than a shark, he's capable of having this kind of, uh, this kind of interaction. And he also, you know, he needs some help too from that only people can give him. Nice. So we've talked a lot about the 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 art aspect and a little bit of sort of the story aspect. And you know, every sort of writer is influenced by or, or creator is influenced by you know stories that they've enjoyed or stories that they've been exposed to. So we've talked a little bit about that. But let's talk a little bit about uh, your your writing process. Um, earlier you said that you've, you've written out, uh, outlines for the first five, or for at least for the first five. Um, now you handle the, the art chores other than the lettering. So are you writing yourself, uh, like a full script or are you writing yourself almost like, like a, like a marble method where you kind of know where you you want the page to go and, you, and you're figuring things out sort of on the page. How, how do you handle that? I, I try to do very much a, a full script. I mean, uh, you know, I, I describe each panel. Um, I put in the dialogue for each panel. Um, and part of this was to help the letterer and to help you know, me, but also because I'm in, I'm in a writing group, um, you know, that I, you know, I basically, showed them the script for comment and feedback so it had to be sufficiently before i you know i started drawing so it had to be sufficiently written that i could i could actually show a show the lines to people and they'd understand where the plot's going and what's happening okay so with a full script you're sort of uh able to sort of uh, i'm guessing maybe sort of do like a like a mindset switch that like you know you, you might have up, you know, a, a chunk of time that's dedicated where where you're the writer and you're you're getting the the story together. You're doing the script, and then you sort of have that done, and then you sort of flip the you know flip the switch in your head and like, okay, now I'm going into to, to art mode. But having all of that stuff figured out, you're sort of like, okay, this this page that I'm getting ready to start, I have you know marked out as six panels, um, do you do something where you, you look at that and go, all right, the, this fourth panel is probably the, the impact panel or the, the, the most important panel of the page. So I wanna sort of um, do that one, sort of try to figure out where that one's gonna fall on the page and size, or do you sort of start top, top left one, you know, panel one and, and work your way through to, to the bottom or, or maybe a little bit of both? A little bit of both. I, I usually look, you know, I look at the 
script, you know, figure out what I, you know, what I wrote a month or two or more ago and, you know, re rethink about it, decide whether I still like that, want to make any changes. And then I start, you know, first thing I do is I take, you know, I, I, I do a layout of the, the panel, how the panels are going to look um, on the page. And I try to size them out the way I want. Sometimes I'll, I'll either add a panel that wasn't there in the script or I'll, I'll compress and, and make two panels. And then I'll try to visualize, um, you know, how big I want the pan each of those panels to be and, you know, what I want to be the big action or where I want to whether I'm going to have a close up. You know, one thing that, that you know, because it's a shark, it's a very long, it's kind of long and narrow. Mm -hmm. So that, that kind of, you know, winds up giving me some restrictions or some things to think about in terms of my layout. You know, do I, if I want to get the whole shark's body in there, I need to think about my, you know, my panel being kind of narrow and long, you know, the width of the page, um, so that so that you can see the whole shark's body. But then, if I want to have a close up on something inside, am I going to angle the shark so that I can get a, a, a headshot of him, or or how am I going to do it? Because you know, humans are you know upright, you know, or vertical. So you're thinking your panels, you know, with a, a vertical human. Now you've got to think of a shark who's going to be horizontal. Mm -hmm. um, as he goes along because it would you know i could make him vertical but it would, it would screw people's heads up if they if, you know if they see the shark going up and down when he's really supposed to go in left to right so i wind up with a you know having to think a lot about the, the layout relative of the, of the panel relative to what a shark would be as opposed to you know how a human would be where you know the, the, the wider dimension is different than than you would expect Okay, so you said something interesting there. You said that sometimes it's a it's a month or two uh, between uh, when you wrote it and then when you sit down to, to 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 draw it. Is that sort of by design to sort of give yourself uh, uh, the time to to step away and sort of almost come at it with a fresh set of eyes, or is that just sort of you know you know, the hecticness of, of our schedules where we're all sort of going about our, you know, our daily lives and trying to, to, to make comics uh, when, we, when we have the time. I, it, it was kind of more, you know, originally I kind of thought maybe I would, this would be like one graphic novel. So like I mentioned, I, I, written, I wrote the whole script for, for everything, for a complete graphic novel, you know, a whole, a whole five issues or, or graphic novel. So I had a lot of thought about making just a, one graphic novel at first. And then I, you know, I was like, you know, the, the way things work, it's probably in the amount of speed at which I draw, I, you know, it'll be two or three years before I could finish a full graphic novel, whereas I could, you know, do a, an issue in, in a, you know, six months for issue one, I'm trying to get this one down to you know, four months and, Hopefully every other issue will be three or four months after this. So it, it, it kind of wound up that way. Is that I, I wrote everything out ahead of schedule, thinking maybe it'd be a graphic novel, deciding to make it more serialized, and then you know, changing it up as I'd gone along and started to do each issue. Very, yeah. Um, I think either by design or sort of the way things shaped out, um, I think sometimes it's beneficial to to have that time. I know that like uh, Stephen King sort of gives the advice that you know write something um, and then put it put it in a drawer for for a little bit of time and step away from it. Um, mm -hmm. Even maybe go work on something else for a little while and then come back to that. 
um, with with a with a with a, a you know fresher eyes. Sorry, you've had some time. You know, you might not think that you know by you know either actually putting it literally in a in a drawer or not thinking about it or just sort of you know closing that file and, and putting it away. You might think that you know you're not thinking about it, but probably as you're doing you know going about your um, you sort of your days or maybe doing something else it's probably some thoughts in the back of your head are sort of going on so that that when you do sit down you're like oh you know when I wrote this this is what I was thinking but now sort of letting some time to think about it um, you know this might need a little tweak or this might need to sort of um, you know be like a key aspect of, of the page so uh, that's probably beneficial to you yeah, I, uh, you know, originally the, the shark, the issue two was only supposed to be 26 pages. And I, I realized, you know, I hadn't, none of the pages in this issue showed my human heroine, um, who appears briefly in, in issue one, and then is, is a major part of issue three. And I was like, you know, I, I need to have her in this issue, you know, so the audience remembers her from issue one and then going into issue three where she has a much bigger role. So I, I intentionally added two more pages of, of the story to, to just focus on, on her and her little brother, who's, the, as I mentioned, is kind of the shark's one friend um, or supporter. Okay, so that's, yeah, so sort of thinking through and talking through your process, that was probably one of a couple of things where you, you know, by having this all mapped out, you were able to look at the larger story, um, you know, the five issue arc and realize that in, you know, you're, 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 you're reaching the halfway point. And if you have somebody that's going to uh, pay or play like a, a key part in, let's just say, like, act three of five, um, you know, you would be in the middle and it might be a little jarring for somebody to just show up in, in issue three and be, you know, vitally important. So by, by having this plan and this time, uh, you were able to, to correct that error, um, or not error, but sort of, you know, um, flush out that story element and, and, and hint to, you know, bring that person in and hint to their, their importance earlier in the, you know, the, in two of five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely was a big part of that. Nice. Um, so, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed, uh, talking about this with you. Um, you, you said that this is, this is all five issues and earlier you said that you sort of, you had some plans, um, where you'd hope to maybe, uh, every, I guess maybe quarter every every half of the year uh, come out with with another issue. Um, so let's just say that we you, we wrap up issue five of, of Shark of War. You you you've told those those five issues. Um, do you want to come back to this world, or is this, uh, or would you like to maybe uh, tackle another story, something that you, you you've been thinking about, something maybe you've been jotting down while you work on this? Uh, pro probably, you know, if this, if this does well, you know, I, I, you know, it's definitely a, an option to keep going. I, I like the, uh, the storyline and the characters and I have, you know, ideas for at least, you know, two more story arcs, um, involving, you know, the, the, these characters. Um, 
I'd like to though write, you know, other stuff as well. Um, something more, you know, traditionally superhero um, would be of interest to me. Maybe doing a uh, a, a young adult comic book, you know, and a, a, a children's comic book is also something I've I've been interested in um, doing as well. I I'd like to have, you know step you know not do as much of the artwork and have you know i do some pieces or maybe covers and have you know bring in more people to do the rest of the artwork so i can you know create more content because the art obviously you know winds up taking the majority of my time mm -hmm. um in, in pushing this out you know so if i had you know other people working the art i could do you know possibly two or three different books at the same time whereas now you know kind of limited to one yeah um, so here in the, you know, the, the latter part of 2020, we've all sort of been thrown for, for a loop and a lot of us hopefully are, you know, being safe and, uh, staying mm -hmm. home as much as we can, which means that, uh, there, you know, there's, there's little to no, uh, comic cons. Were you, were you doing cons before, uh, the, the outbreak? Um, it's funny you ask about that because my whole schedule, I'd set it up, you know, I did my Kickstarter in February. I got my, you know, it ended at the beginning of March. I rushed the book, the book to my printer and I got the books back just in time. So I, my plan, so I could go to the Greenville, which is my hometown, Greenville's Comic-Con at the end of March. Mm -hmm. And they canceled it <laughs> just just as I just as I got my books in and was like okay I can go go to this comic con and they've canceled it that was going to be you know where I would start selling my books and then I was figuring out you know there's there's a summer of cons ahead and I would go to the you know the one in Charlotte North Carolina and then maybe one in Florida and one in Atlanta or something like that and so of course all that that's not happened so I have a lot of books you know sitting up in my spare bedroom that, uh, that are, are, you know, I was hoping to be selling, but, you know, I'm not. Now, supposedly, um, Charleston, um, the Charleston Comic Con is going to happen in the end of October. They've still got it scheduled. They're still saying they're going to do it. So if that happens, I will probably drive down to Charleston and, and, you know, at the end of October, if everything looks okay, and I'll try and sell my books there. Yeah, there's, um, I, I, I know that uh, there was a couple of cons, sort of like your, your Baltimore's um, in your New York's uh, that were, were still sort of holding on hope that they, that they would be able to, to have their shows. Um, but we'll all sort of kind of have to wait and, and, and see how that goes. And even when, even when we do go back, I'm sure things are going to be going to be different um uh, oh i'll be dragging along my my shark of war mask and yeah. my uh my sanitizer um and, and going if i do it and go with those, those um so i will uh you know I definitely it's going to be a lot different I, I assume the tables will be spaced well apart and you know the people will be you know asked to not congregate so they'll kind of like move around the room at the you know at eight foot six foot intervals or whatever and everybody will be wearing masks and there'll be hand sanitizer stations everywhere and uh you know, there won't be any you know shaking hands or any of that and you know, I, 
I figure I'll pre-bag my comic books and, and I'll just pass them over and I'll hold out a, you know, the, the chip so they can scan their credit card. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll use one of those little 40, those little code things so people can you know sign up for my newsletter and get, mm-hmm. you know, my digital issue one, that kind of stuff. So yeah, I expect it to be you know a little different than, than past ones, but I think the one, you know, the thing that works in favor of things like the Charleston Comic Con is it's a small, it was a small con to begin with. So it's not going to be, it wouldn't be like New York Comic Con or, or something like that where you would have a mob, you know, just mob. And if you don't have a mob, the, uh, the cost benefit of, of, for, the, for the vendor to have it just makes no sense because, you know, New York's so expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that, that's kind of why I think there's a, you know, a reasonable chance this, this con will happen. And there'll probably be one in Florida or something like that at some point, you know, coming up fairly soon, I bet too. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I, uh, I like you and probably a lot of creators were all sort of watching the, the internet for the announcements about what's, what's still on, what's, what's going to, what's going to change. And, uh, yeah, there's 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 going to be a lot of uh, it's going to be a lot of change, and I guess probably uh, those those first couple of big ones, whenever we get back to normal, uh, those will be big uh, test case scenarios uh, for for everybody um, as as we're going forward. Do you uh, do you have any any shops in in your area that uh, you're able to sort of reach out to and and see if they're interested in 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 putting some of your books up um there's like two comic book stores i haven't really you know reached out to them yet i figure if i had a you know two or three issues that would you know i could offer them you know a set um because i wasn't sure that the, the interest would be there locally yet um so there's a couple but yeah that they're they're small stores and yeah i probably will try to, to reach out to them at some point i was hoping to do that as part of the you know the greenville comic con but that one is because one of the stores is a sponsor of that okay well ben i uh i've, I've been glad uh, that i got to catch up with you again about issue two i i really enjoyed uh your, your issue one uh i'm a backer on uh, issue two i'm back to to find out more about the the shark that's based in science you know it, it's 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 possible that uh that we could have this shark uh going around here and, and doing all of these uh you know feats of action and uh you know adventure so it's it's really cool um but as we close up um could you let everybody know um where they can find you online and most importantly what's the best way to to check out the kickstarter yeah, the Kickstarter link is sharkofwar.bitingcomics.com. Um, so just go to sharkofwar.bitingcomics.com. If you'd like to follow, get my email newsletter, which I, you know, I, I try not to send out too often, but you know, regular basis with, with entertaining, you know, drawings and animations and stuff, bitingcomics.com, and that, that'll also get you issue one free. Um, I'm giving away my full issue one, including the digital deluxe version with backup features on how I, you know, explaining the science of Shark of War and how I do the art of Shark of War, um, all, all just because I think that if people read issue one, they'll like it enough that they'll want to get issue two. Mm-hmm. Um, on Facebook, um, you know, facebook.com slash Shark of War. 
on Twitter, I'm blacy1. On Instagram, I'm benlacy1. Um, so the, I, I'm more active, much more active on Facebook nowadays than on Twitter and Instagram. Um, that's kind of where I've, I've started focusing more of my, my media effort, though I do you know, regularly post my stuff on Twitter and IG as well. Very cool. Well, I'm going to have links to, to the, the Kickstarter, uh, the, your website where folks can sign up for, for the newsletter, um, see, see issue one, if not read all of issue one in your social media. Um, and so, as I said earlier, um, at the time of this recording, it's about the, the middle of September uh, it's actually September 18th, so there's there's about a week to go on this, correct? Yeah, yeah. It ends eight o'clock on Thursday, so uh, so yeah, a little less than a week right now. I'm two thirds of the way there, so I'm I'm hoping for a strong finish to put me over the line. Yeah, and I think one thing that's really important to to bring up here again as we close is that. Uh, uh, this book um, is, and with you handling so much of it, is it's is it is it all complete or or nearly complete at 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 the moment? The issue two is is done, um, you know. Except you know, I'll probably you know, futz with the, uh, the, the the margins a little bit to make the printer happy. But other than that, all, all I have to do is get my backer list because I put all the backer names on the inside cover, inside front cover in my Shark Tank quote unquote. Mm -hmm. um, so other getting their names and if somebody, you know, backs to be drawn into the book doing that, um, that's all I have left to do. Very cool. So little to little to no, no oh, risk no, there. there. Yeah, that, that's, like I, no, sorry, go ahead. I, I expect to, you know, to be fulfilling, you know, within a month, you know, assuming the printer's operation is going smoothly and I think they're, they're up and running. They haven't been stopped, but, you know, I use a, you know, I use comic impressions um, in Florida, which I think a lot of us are using. Um, and I think they're up and running. So I think I'll be, you know, delivering within a month um, of finishing just like I did last time. So it'll, it'll be a rapid turnaround. I think. Yeah, that's, that's always, a, that's always important as, as somebody who's, uh, you know, I have to admit, I've, I, I've struggled to, uh, I mean, I've I've delivered on everything, but I have been late. But it's it's really uh, uh, you know well worth pointing out that uh, this is this is nearly ready to go. You know, once we we hopefully can get this funded, it's a couple of tweaks. You know, getting the files ready for the printer and, and giving the printer the the okay to to go ahead and you know do that that print run. Yep, that's that's about it. <laughs> Awesome. Well, um, thanks again, Ben. And uh, I, I, like I said, uh, we will uh, we'll make it as easy as possible for everybody. Just just go to the show notes and um, you know click those links and, and check everything out. Uh, for everybody listening, if you could give us a rating and review on the podcasting service that you use, we really appreciate it. If you want to follow our podcast, we are on social media. Twitter is at Construct Compod. Facebook is Constructing Comics Pod. I'm sorry, Instagram is Constructing Comics Pod. Facebook and YouTube is Constructing Comics. Um, please check out the Facebook page for Ageless Press um, and the, the Kickstarter for Dino Thrashers. It's a, a book that I'm publishing. Um, Noah, who's normally the co-host on this podcast, is the artist there. Um, 
and we are we're currently running a Kickstarter for that. Um, but uh, again, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, please be nice to each other, be safe, and go out there and make some comics. Thank you. <laughs>